howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I'm your host, John Spencer. Pour a cup of your favorite brew and get ready to join me as we give you a chance to brew your brain with a rundown on some historical events and today's dates. Chance to sharpen your wit as we throw out some random musings just to get your brain gears turning and a chance to enrich your faith as we discuss things about following Jesus or the Bible. And again, hosting me this week on the Daily Grind is my most favorite sister in the whole world, Carla Cockrum. Hello, John. Hello, Daily Grinders. <laughs> so, Carla, thanks for joining me this week uh, on another part of Brew and Sharpen Your Brain for the Daily Grind. I'm excited to have you with me. And um, so happy and- to be here. Now it is that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It's Monday, July 17th. And on this day in 1918, kind of sad news, Tsar Nikolai II and his family were all executed Mm. uh, in Russia during the revolution. Disneyland was dedicated at an international press preview event that was held on Sunday the 17th. Now, the actual grand opening to the public wasn't until tomorrow on July 18th, Mm -hmm. 1955. And in 1975, the U.S. Apollo 18 linked up with the Soviet Soyuz spacecraft. Ooh. I know. I remember that. And on this day in 1981, the Hyatt Regency Hotel in Kansas City, Missouri, had a partial collapse of its elevated floors and killed 114 people. Oh, Oh. gosh, that's terrible, too. And on this day, back in 1984, the minimum legal drinking age was raised from 18 to 21. Whoa. Nationally. And in 1989. The B-2 stealth bombers were successfully tested over Palmdale, California. Oh, how do we know that, though? Yeah, we, well, yeah, could be. we don't know. They were stealthy. <laughs> <laughs> and July 17th is National Peach Ice Cream Day. Oh, yum. Yes. So I think that might be oh, my favorite. We will have summertime. to celebrate that today. Okay. It's National Tattoo Day. We're not celebrating that one, though. <laughs> Get a tattoo of a bowl of peach ice cream. Okay. It's World Day for International Justice. Okay. Justice it's is good. World Emoji Day. Mm-hmm. It's the observed, it's, it's Wrong Way Corrigan Day. Corgan was the guy that wanted to fly from the United States to Ireland, but he took off going in the wrong direction. And, uh, <laughs> hard to live that one down. So, so let's celebrate it every year, okay? Yeah. And it's Yellow Pigs Day. I mean, oh. you know, I mean, I've messed up a few times, but I'm so glad that none of them had merited a national oh, day. Right. <laughs> And now it's that time of the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. Just to get your brain gears going. Um, the word idea really has an unusually high syllable to letter ratio when you think about it. True. The, the Caspian Sea is actually not a sea. It is the world's largest lake. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but uh, those big letters on the face of a dollar bill, each one of those represents which Federal Reserve Bank printed it. And I, if you see the letter I on there, it means that it was printed in Minneapolis. Okay. <laughs> it's random. It's what are you going to do? the government. Okay. <laughs> what do you think, Carla, what do you think Captain Hook's name was before he got the hook? Uh, Captain Nub. I don't know. I don't know. Or before he lost his hand. I mean, he's identified by the hook. You know, and I wonder if pirates with hooks, do they do all their shopping at a secondhand store? Mm, Yes, they do. (laughs) So here's something also nautically interesting that I find fascinating. Violet Jessup. Have you ever heard of that woman? Uh, was she Willy Wonka's friend? <laughs> yes. No. Okay. Oh, Violet. Violet. That was the girl that got all blown up like a blueberry okay. and had to get squished out. <laughs> this Violet Jessup actually was an early 20th century nurse slash stewardess, because oh. they were both the same thing, um, on transatlantic cruise ships and she is a person who survived being shipwrecked on the olympic the titanic and the britannic whoa i know three Uh, (laughs) part of me would go well uh, hey is violet on this ship (laughs) i'll wait i'll wait for the (laughs) (laughs) but amazing yeah she survived all three of those Did you know that William Henry Harrison was the only U.S. president to never issue an executive order? Oh, no. God bless him. There you go. Here's just some truth from movies. Um, (laughs) Strange women lying in ponds distributing swords is no basis for a system of government. Okay. I'm in. (laughs) Do you know what movie is that from? That's a... Camelot, King Arthur thing. I don't know if I can name them. Yeah, maybe. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, Lord. Yes. Okay. Help, help. <laughs> How do you know yes. he's the king? Yep. Okay, right. Got you it. know, the, the Lion King. Here, we'll just go on to other royalty uh, things. Okay. I think the Lion King was actually about how irresponsible Hakuna Matata really was. Hakuna Matata. <sighs> it's, not, it's not very responsible. Don't worry, though. I know. Yeah. You know, I, mm-hmm. I I have Carl, I don't know, as, as I'm at a season in life where it dawned on me the other day, I really think that I got it all together. I just can't remember where I put it. Right. Same, 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 same. <laughs> oh. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to enrich your faith. We've been looking at the types of questions that Jesus asked. And today we're going to talk about questions of intent. When asked questions, Jesus would often ask another question rather than give an answer. This approach may seem perplexing at first, but it was a brilliant response. And he used these questions to reveal the heart of those who were asking. So like in Matthew 7, 3 through 4, and Luke 5, 22, and Matthew 9, 4, 
we witness Jesus using this technique to discern the intentions and motivations behind the questions directed at him, or sometimes questions that were asked about him. By responding with probing questions, Jesus gave people an opportunity to examine their hearts and intentions. And this is evident in one of my favorite parables, the parable of the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, 25-37. A teacher of the law approaches Jesus asking what is necessary to attain eternal life. And instead of providing a straightforward answer, Jesus asks, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? And so the man answered. He quoted Deuteronomy 6.5, Leviticus 19.18. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. But the man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And again, instead of providing a straightforward answer, Jesus tells a very compelling story about a compassionate Samaritan who helps a wounded stranger. And after recounting the narrative, Jesus turns the question back on the lawyer and said, Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? I think it's interesting to notice that the lawyer asked, who's my neighbor? Jesus asked, who was a neighbor to the stranger? I think Jesus doesn't want us to ask, who's our neighbor, but is instead telling us that we should be a neighbor to everyone in need. So the purpose of using stories and questions lies in Jesus' desire to engage the lawyer really on a deeper level. He recognizes the lawyer's motives may not be pure, and he wants to help guide him into a point of introspection and self-awareness. By making the lawyer consider who acted as a true neighbor in the story, Jesus is really encouraging him to evaluate his life and intentions critically. It's a subtle way to help the lawyer see that he was approaching the question with the wrong mindset, seeking to justify himself rather than genuinely seeking eternal life. This parable, I think, just exemplifies why Jesus' rabbinical method of answering questions with questions is so effective. So instead of merely providing information, he prompts people to re-examine what they believe, what their real attitudes are, what's going on with their actions. It encourages individuals to become aware of their heart's true condition and to realign those uh, with compassion and empathy and love. There is practical application in realizing that following Jesus means being a neighbor. And there are some practical applications for us just learning to ask questions instead of too quickly wanting to maybe give answers. First, there's just the story from the parable, empathy and compassion. Just like the Good Samaritan, we can learn to respond to others with kindness and empathy. Uh, When encountering someone in need, we should consider 
what it means to be a true neighbor and serve others. It also gives an opportunity for self-reflection. You know, Jesus's approach really teaches us the value of introspection. And when faced with challenging questions or decisions, taking the time to ask ourselves and others probing questions can help us and others uncover our true motivations, biases, and intentions. And thirdly, we avoid some self-righteousness. When discussing important matters, I think it is so important to avoid seeking validation or trying to prove ourselves right at all costs. Instead, we should be open to learning from others and ready to question our own assumptions so that we can get to what is really true. And lastly, it encourages critical thinking. When we interact with friends, family, coworkers, colleagues, we can adopt Jesus's method by asking thought-provoking questions that lead to deeper discussions and self-awareness. We live in a day and age at a time where we so need to be able to have really deeper discussions, but things just seem so caustic and tribal that it's, it's hard to have those. I think Jesus would go, sometimes those discussions happen by asking questions and not giving answers. So let me wrap up today. Jesus's use of questions of intent to uncover the heart of others They also serve as a powerful tool, uh, I think, for us, for fostering empathy, self-reflection, real spiritual growth. And by employing these uh, approaches in our lives, we can cultivate deeper understanding of ourselves and others. And I hope lead to more meaningful connections and ultimately a genuine pursuit of the kingdom. Thanks for joining me on The Daily Grind. I hope to see you tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.